0: Okay, I'm just letting I'm letting it record to make sure we're kind of all on the same page. Uh, Jimmy, talk.
1: Shut up, Greg. Fuck
2: you, Greg. You are listening to the Give Me Five podcast, episode one hundred and fifteen. This is the Give Me Five podcast, a semi-entertaining show about very entertaining things. We talk about things like pop culture, nostalgia, movies, and music. My name is Rob, and as always, I'm joined by Glitter Greg. Howdy. And Jammin' Jimmy.
1: Stop calling me that. No. Okay.
0: (laughs) That went well. (laughs) This happens to be a review show there will be spoilers we do try to avoid major twists but occasionally they'll slip out and occasionally that will be the things we get emails about so you've been warned we're going to talk about new stuff we're going to talk about old stuff so uh yeah just don't be too angry Uh, Specifically, we're going to talk about uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths this week and Ice Pirates. We should not be spoiling that for anybody that came out
2: in 1984. However, if you haven't seen it yet, I recommend go checking it
0: out. You know what else came out in
1: 1984?
0: I did. Jimmy. Uh, Guys, news. Anything crazy? Anything interesting that you've seen?
2: I did. I did see something. Uh, just I think it was yesterday that there there was a a leaked script for Rise of Skywalker. Did you see that story?
0: the The original
2: quote I unquote did. original script about the Rise of Skywalker.
0: I did actually, and the story behind it, or the story that may or may not be true, seemed really interesting.
1: Well. <sighs>
2: Yes and no. I mean, people are like, "Oh, this movie would have been so much better." And I'm looking at it going, "Yeah, but how many people would have bitched and moaned about this being so ridiculously unbelievable?" I mean, I think the script at one point has uh what um oh, what's her name? Rose and Finn or Rose and Poe or somebody like like two people stealing an entire freaking um um Oh my God!
0: Star Destroyer. Yes, I yeah, kind of wanted
2: a- to say Death Star, but it's like the two of them stole a whole Star Destroyer. Yeah, right? there's
0: some elements really? in it that I thought were pretty cool, like trying to like trying to get Lando to gather up all of the smugglers to help in the big battle at the end, which technically happens, but you don't really see it to stop like some sort of transmission from happening along from some like Sith thing, uh, which. Sort of happened. Like, you can tell that they they took some stuff from it and, like, changed it significantly.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, breaking, you know, breaking different groups off. Like you said, uh, Rose and Finn trying to... They they were the ones that were supposed to stop this, like, transmitter tower, I think. And then, apparently on the way back, they steal a bunch of... or uh, steal a Star Destroyer.
2: Kind of stupid. So, I mean... I mean, we talked about it on the show. I didn't have a huge problem with the movie that we got. I enjoyed it. I know that there are a I lot of a people lot. I know that there are a lot of people who didn't, but anyway for what it's worth it's out there you can check it out. I think it's posted on Reddit or something.
0: Yeah, and everything posted on Reddit is very true. Totally 100% true, no question. Yeah. Every one of those girls on that one page just turned 18. Oh, well,
2: then I'm not interested
0: anymore. Yeah, I understand. But it's very true because they said so. (laughs) Uh, What else we got?
1: I have some news on the new Glenn Danzig Spaghetti spaghetti Western film. Oh, Oh, no. Some some very exciting stuff. Uh, Danny Trejo joins the cast. Uh, (laughs) Nice. Who who knows what he'll be playing, but he joins – uh, Devin Sawa, who I believe is going to star in the film along with the Misfits and Sam Hain Frontman, who plays a character by the name of Bad Bathory. Uh that movie is called Death Rider. It has wrapped filming and has wrapped production. Um that will be coming out hopefully uh not too long after Verodic. Uh that or is it Verotica? Uh Veronica, that movie is coming out on Blu-ray, February twenty-fifth, so we finally get to talk about and laugh at it. Yes, I will buy that for sure. Um on demand because I don't want to copy of that in my house. But uh Danzig on the film, uh in in so Danzig fashion you can totally hear him saying this says everybody in the movie is a vampire. He added, "So you won't have to wait around to see the vampire. They're all fucking vampires. So that comes seems like such a bad idea. <laughs> it's going to be just... amazing. Uh, that news comes via bloody-disgusting dot com. So very he, excited for that.
2: The the his description of this movie really kind of reminds me." of, like, that stoner friend was like,
1: oh, man, this vamp- if this vampire movie is good, you know what would be better? Like, if everybody were vampires, that'd be so awesome. Yeah. I'm- yeah, what do you think? Uh,
0: I think, yeah, What kind of what Rob said about the, if everyone is vampire, it's like... The stoner friend?
1: Yeah. It's like, oh, you know what would be cool? But hang on, see, it's like a vampire movie, but, but it's... It's not because it's, like, normal for them because they're all vampires.
0: Well, there's, like, the law of diminishing returns you learn about in, like, economics. And I think vampires have a very slim law of diminishing returns. Like, one vampire, okay, two vampires, wow, cool, three, okay, four, eh, maybe it's just too many vampires.
2: And it's like, you know, when, when everybody can do the exact same thing, is it really that cool?
0: And if everyone's a vampire, what do the vampires eat?
1: Exactly. You know? Um, Why are you asking me? <laughs> Ask Glenn Danzig. Those poor little woodland creatures. I yeah. got a little more news on the industrial front. Greg, I have to thank you so much for uh, informing me of this. Um, ministry, the legendary industrial act fronted by Al Jergensen, is going on tour in celebration of the 30th anniversary of their groundbreaking release the mind is a terrible thing to taste um oddly
0: enough the entire band vampires who knew
1: <laughs> yeah or cannibal. Uh, there is a cannibal song on that album yeah uh that you mentioned that they are touring with
2: i'm sure it's fine
1: <laughs> they are touring with legendary industrial act kmfdm Um, I've been a a big, big, big fan of these two bands for such a very long time. And I I can't even put into words how much uh, this concert means to me uh, to be able to go see this. Uh, I got uh, front row, lower balcony. So I have an unobstructed view and uh, I, I can't wait. They will be bringing back the fence if you guys are ever feeling nostalgic, I would encourage you to check out on YouTube the Ministry Concert video in case you didn't feel like showing up live. Uh, you can see the fence in all its full glory, and I hope they play the whole album. So, uh, can't wait for that. Greg, are you going?
0: I am. I just have to go. I haven't got my ticket yet.
1: Cause... You need to hurry up and do that. Gotcha. Or yeah, You jumped on a be... tickets really fast. I did. It, it, there it, was a... Like...
0: There was but p- you're gonna like go be like sitting alone.
1: Yeah, that's fine. It, it's a very very personal thing for me.
0: I got
2: my tickets
0: yesterday. You don't know what any of those things are that Jimmy just said. They were words. You don't know what I got tickets for. I just said I got my tickets.
1: What did you get tickets for, Rob?
2: I bought my tickets for MegaCon yesterday.
1: MegaCon. Yeah, nice. Because
2: yesterday was the last day that you could get the uh, the discounted rate. Oh, that's awesome. So I got four days for 85
1: bucks. Ooh. It's very Bad. good. Who are you most excited to see, sir?
2: Um, well, the, I tipi- fudge,
1: the fudge guy. The- <laughs> <laughs>
2: Woo! Fudge! <laughs> Actually, I really like the teyaki and the um, the little rice triangle things that they had yeah. last year.
0: So God, those were so good. Rob they're going is- to be back. It's a, the, people, the booth I sent you the picture of. <laughs>
1: Rob was is more excited about the food guys. than else. Oh, I totally am. Else. And
2: it's it's on my birthday, so I'm cheating the shit out of my diet, by the way.
0: Nice. I'd say Mega Con, the surf. last
2: day of Megacon is on my birthday.
0: So I do have one little other bit of news. This was sent to us by a listener. Ooh. Uh, we have a couple things from listeners this time. Uh, but uh, listener and last week's co-host... Matt, aka Jubels, he did send us information about the Morbius trailer that came out. Did you guys get a chance to watch that trailer? I did not.
1: I sure did. Actually, it looks pretty interesting. Yeah, I'm. No. I'm excited. What's What's it about?
0: Uh, it is in the Spider-Man u- universe. I'm sure you kind of know that. Uh, uh-huh. It definitely has the same feel as Venom, like even the same look a little bit. That kind of bluish gray hue over everything. Uh, about a scientist. Who has a rare blood disease and is trying to cure it and basically makes himself a vampire. Hey, more vampires. Uh he makes himself a vampire that not like undead vampire, but more of a like a science based vampire that has to kind of drain the uh has to drain the life force out of people. So he's almost like a vampire. Almost kinda like a vampire punisher in a way.
1: Um, he punishes vampires?
0: Yeah. You're is is, t- he, out, a, is
2: vampire. he a good guy or is he a bad guy?
0: He is an anti hero, like, like a Venom. But uh, he's being played by Jared Leto. Matt Smith is the bad guy, who also apparently has the. Matt Smith is a, one of the Doctor Who's for
1: yeah. people out there. It's
0: featuring. Also,
2: also yeah. like Deadpool or just a little bit more evil like Venom?
0: Uh, definitely not as. Uh, more evil. More evil? Okay. Yeah.
1: Uh, Jared Leto's abs make a make an appearance. Yeah, that's true.
2: Are we going to be happier to see man. him? As He's Venom almost fifty years and... old. Yeah. Well, didn't he play the Joker too?
0: Uh, yeah, but not that we can't really. That was not the best Joker. Uh, yeah. Who else is in here? Speaking of abs, Tyrese Gibson, Jared Harris is in it. He's good. Uh, and Michael Keaton actually made it a brief appearance in the trailer, oh, nice. tying him in to the Spider-Man movies of uh, that are Sony Marvel-based. So should be interesting. I did make a comment that I hope that the Morbius thing does, in fact, lead to some sort of Blade appearance, but I'm not sure who owns the rights to Blade. It might be in the Marvel Universe or Marvel Film Universe or some other random company, but we will see how that works out.
2: I know at one point I predicted more of them. Do you think we're going to get a bunch more? I mean, we've got Birds of Prey and then
0: Morbius. Well, Morbius is, is Marvel. Birds of Prey is DC.
2: No, I, I know. I just predicted more villain movies.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Um, Oh, yeah, it's got to be. I mean, they're going through. but They're still rolling around in the giant pile of money that the Joker made. So there's and Suicide Squad, even though it wasn't great, still made a ton of money. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I can't stop watching it when I'm like need something on in the background for background noise. Uh-huh. I always pick that movie. I, and like, I still have no idea what happens in it.
2: And uh, yeah. And the best part of Suicide Squad got her own movie, and that's coming out later this year.
1: Mm-hmm. I uh, pretty- I I picked up the uh, Blu-ray of The Lighthouse, and that has become my go-to background movie.
0: Three uh, three students and coworkers were talking about how excited they were to watch that movie tonight.
1: The Lighthouse. Yeah, you've Perfect got cold. to you've got to let me know what what everyone thinks about it i have enjoyed it the you know few more times that i've watched it
0: well guys we live in florida we are in fact florida men but we are not the florida men uh it is time for everyone's favorite portion of the show weird shit in florida
1: it's not
0: on. jimmy hit it
1: the not
0: on. <laughs> he walked away and didn't mute his mic he did. He's
1: supposed to be singing. Weird shit, shit in Florida. In Florida. <laughs> Jimmy, you it walked off and didn't mute your weird mic. Weird <laughs> shit. I, I, yeah, I just realized that now. But it's time for the weird shit in Florida. That was weird shit. Weird shit. That was weird shit in Florida. Do
2: it. So, we have a gentleman, Mr. Gavin Lee, who...
1: All right, re- Gavin.
2: Really, really wanted a Dr. Pepper. I understand that feeling.
1: I do. I, I, like I do, Dr. Pepper I do as
2: well. I, 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 understand, I understand the uh, the desire for Dr. Pepper.
0: It's one mm-hmm. of my
2: more favorite sodas. Yep. However, I go to
0: the store for that.
2: Exactly. However, Mr. Gavin Lee went to a bar to try and get in to get his Dr. Pepper, and they were closed. Okay. So he left. Is Stupid bar. Right? right. And then he came back later. Mm-hmm. And they were still closed. So okay. what does Gavin Lee do? Does he uh, go to the store and buy some Dr. Pepper?
1: Sounds irrational.
2: No. Oh. No, that is not what Mr. Gavin Lee does. You don't make this show by being rational.
0: Mm, yes. <laughs> you don't host the show without being, by being rational either.
2: <laughs> when yeah. you come back a second time and those motherfuckers aren't open, you drive your truck straight through the front door. And that's exactly uh, what 28-year-old Gavin Lee did.
1: Twenty-eight-year-drove huh?
2: drove his F one F-250 through the front doors of the bar in Panama City while it was closed.
1: That is
0: not the first time someone has driven a truck through a bar in Panama City, first of
1: all. No, that yeah, it sounds about right.
2: And after he got inside, he grabbed himself a Dr. Pepper from the cooler. And he got it from the cooler. It wasn't like he even went to the to the soda fountain and dispensed it in in a cup. He just pulled it out of the cooler. You could, Bro, you can do that at Walmart.
0: <laughs> True. So
2: he pulls it out of the cooler, and he sat at a table and waited for cops to show up to arrest him. And the kicker, the absolute icing on this cake, is when the cops mm-hmm. showed up, he had a gun in his pocket, so they arrested him for armed robbery.
0: <laughs> uh, so Mr. and Mrs. Lee, I, su- I assume— <laughs> They had their little baby and they're like, you know, if we give him a cool name like Gavin, because it's very, uh, it's very hard to find a, a someone named Gavin who's not super cool. I think they, we just did. Yeah. So they, they're like, okay, he'll he's going to be, you know, Gavin Lee. It's a nice strong name. This kid is never going to drive a truck through the front of a bar to get a Dr. Pepper. Just probably the conversation they had.
2: Oh, without yeah. question.
0: That and was, they were wrong.
2: That was the first thing that they said. We've got to yeah. give him a name that will keep him from driving through the front door of a bar in his F-250. Yeah,
0: See. it's about a 50-50 chance mm-hmm. when a baby is born in Panama City that they're going to do that.
1: Yeah. Do you think he calls his truck the General Lee? Oh.
0: <sighs> wow. I Panama City, show. man, checks out. Yeah, true. That is true. Uh, we d- We did get some email. From a listener. This email is of the shame variety. Oh, God, who got shamed? Uh, th- uh, probably me. Definitely not Jimmy because he wasn't on the episode. Oh, God. Ready? So this email comes from a listener, Doug.
2: Hi, Doug. We- yeah.
0: Dudes, sorry, going to go nerd on you for a bit. Second episode where you thought the Easter egg or minor reference, I'm not sure what it. I think it is uh of general syndula and chopper in the star wars movie it was rogue one not in one of the new movies so i think i said it was i think rob and i said it was in one of the movies right um yeah i well
2: i i talked about it being in a movie
0: it was in yeah i think i said it was in one of the new movies you said it was in a movie and it was actually in rogue one
2: well i yeah i knew it was in rogue one but i still consider rogue one one of the new movies Uh, because it's a new movie.
0: I think I I mistakenly, I know what I said. I think I said something along the lines of one of the three.
2: I by no means meant that it was part of the new trilogy. I just meant that it was a new Star Wars movie. It's, it's one of the ones that came out after Disney took over, isn't it? When did it come out? Uh, Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. And that's, that's what I consider the new movies. Okay.
0: So not, not the new trilogy. Rob is shaming right back at you. Uh, we also apparently did say, no. They're doing.
2: No shame, Doug. You are, you are 100% correct, but that actually wasn't what I was talking about.
0: Uh, for Complete This mall, we one of us said that Darth Maul was in one movie. It was actually two movies because of the end of Solo. There's your spoiler mm-hmm. there. But mm-hmm. since he is complaining, he will do something positive. And both him and his lovely wife have sent in top five lists for Ooh. best Star Wars characters. Ooh. Number five, IG-11. Wait, whose list is this? This is Doug's. Not his wife's, okay. Not his wife's. IG-11 from the Baby Yoda Show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <The> <laughs> Did you Baby Yoda with that show. meme I sent it's you? Funny. Yeah. Uh,
0: Baby Yoda, he is on my list. I am torn because part of me wants to find out more about the species that Yoda is, and now Baby Yoda, but part of me wants to keep that a mystery. The Baby Yoda Show, may delve into it. If Favre gets Lucas's blessing, I read somewhere that Lucas may have wanted to keep Yoda's species a mystery. Hence, maybe why there was only one other besides Yoda in uh, TPM, The Phantom Menace. Uh, Yaddle is the name, uh-huh. but did not show up in Attack of the Clones or uh, Revenge of the Sith. Mr. Bones. I forgot about Mr. Bones. Uh, heavy oh, modified... Like B- he was in the comics, I believe? Or the books? Who's in the books? Heavily modified B-1 Batter droid, uh, the Roger Roger guys, built by uh, Temin Snap-Wexley, who's uh, Snap-Wexley, rest in peace, by the way. He's that one pilot that they, they kind of show a lot. Um... He died in the last movie. But anyway, uh, destroyed in the Battle of Jakku, which takes place after Return of the Jedi and before First Awakens, Mr. Bones has custom AI and modifications to be basically like the assassination protocol droid of Dr. Aphra, who I mentioned. Hmm. Uh, If you want to find out more about him, you can check out the Aftermath Thrawn, or sorry, the Aftermath, not Thrawn, book trilogy by Chuck Wendig. Uh, number one or tied for first, Ahsoka and Thrawn. Thrawn because Thrawn is awesome, and Ahsoka is because she has a her attitude towards things, and her book is awesome as well. Uh, Thrawn slash Ahsoka for co presidents twenty twenty. <laughs> now Doug's wife, Lindsay. Yes, please. Uh, now she has only seen Star Wars Lego Freemaker Adventures and the Baby Yoda show. So her honorable mention is Pizza the Hut. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Lindsay, yes! That's all I really need to say, I guess. Now, um, uh, number five, the Daddy Lorian, Mandalorian, the badass chick from the Baby Yoda show, uh, Freemaker family from the Lego series, llamas, this is an inside joke between me and her. Uh, both of us are eventually going to start a llama farm somewhere. So number two is llamas, although he did look on Wikipedia, and they llamas have actually shown up in a Star Wars thing. Uh-huh. There was there was llamas in the Ewok Adventure cartoon. So there so llamas are canon. Number one, baby Yoda. So there we go. Thank you, Doug. He also says we can read this on the podcast if I want. I wanted, I did.
2: Thank there you, Doug and Lindsay.
0: And we're gonna just pause for a moment for some shame.
1: Shame. 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 Shame.
0: Shame. And there was our shame. Uh, let's, uh... We only got two topics, I believe. Oh, what was
2: our what was what did we decide on top five?
0: Uh, the early what the fuck big roles, early roles of big celebrities. Okay. Uh, okay. I guess I'll do crisis real quick, and then we can do ice pirates to finish it off.
2: Okay, that'll give me a second to look stuff up.
0: Okay, so. Uh, first of all, guys, have you seen the Arrowverse Crisis on Infinite Earths? It was uh, both before Christmas and after Christmas.
1: No. Actually, I...
0: one of the episodes is running tonight, so I haven't seen the whole thing. It's I want to say I've seen one or two of them, but Badget. I'm not... So it ran through uh, Arrow, Supergirl... um, What else? So Arrow, Supergirl, Flash, and Legends of Tomorrow, and Batwoman. So... These are all shows on the WB, and I believe one of the shows is on, no, WB, on the CW. What was I talking about? Uh, the CW. And they basically cross over every year. This is the sixth one. Uh, they, As I said before, three episodes ran before the holidays, three episodes are running after the holidays. And basically, what the deal is if you, Crisis is a big thing in the DC comics. Uh, And I think Rob has read Crisis a long time ago. Jimmy, I don't think you did,
1: right? Correct. I have not.
0: Yeah. Basically, narrative stories in comic books often get in the way of companies and copyrights and buyouts and things like that, and just time moving on. So these characters have to evolve and things like that. So in the 80s, in order to get rid of some of the cheesy old things that some of the DC heroes had, they did a thing called Crisis and basically said that the DC universe is actually multiple universes. So some of the like old silly Superman stories and some of these other things were actually from other universes and they merged it all together, took the best of everything. And in doing so had a really big story in which all these universes are wiped out. Okay. Uh, very violently flash died and a bunch of other uh, Supergirl died. I think one of the Supergirls died. But anyway, that's how you sometimes people will tell us different stories about like How Superman, you know, who Superman's parents were and the different things and a lot of stuff has changed throughout the years. So the Arrowverse or all of these series from DC that are are all very well made, they decided to do their big crossover using that story, the crisis story, and... It's been really, really interesting. And I'm not going to go too deep into plot because it's it's kind of confusing and it's actually more fun to figure it out on your own. But w- all you need to know is that there's a bunch of different universes. The heroes come together from their different universes. They battle, usually on one of the Earths, save the world, and then they kind of go back. Okay. So this time, one, what? the Arrow show is ending, or at least the lead is leaving. I think the whole show is ending.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So there was going to be some big changes. There's, of course, because this was a comic story from 1986, and everyone knows the flash dies, there's a bit, a little bit of worry, a little bit of worry there. So they did some some lead up to it with is it the flash actually going to die? That's what kind of the first half of the seasons were. But what it came down to was a bunch of heroes are grabbed by a character named the Monitor to go back and fight the anti-monitor, who is basically wiping out all of these, these universes and so only a few heroes are left from this from this thing. So we ended up with like Flash, Supergirl, uh, Sarah Lance, who's a white canary, Kate Kane, who's the new Batwoman from the new Batman show or Batwoman show. Mm-hmm. Uh Martin Martian Manhunter, a guy a character named Choi. I like Martin Which... Manhunter. Yeah, Martin That'd be Manhunter. A good one.
1: Accountant. <laughs> I am Martin Manhunter. Hey guy's a Martin? I uh, hunt guys. Uh it's just a <laughs> thing I do. So uh yeah you can call me manhunter. Uh
0: Lex Luthor shows up. He is the uh, the paragon of truth, which is kind of ironic. But one of the cool things about this particular series is that there were a ton of cameos. The very first cameo in this thing is Robert Wool. Do you know who Robert oh Wool? Oh my god. Yeah? And do you know what DC universe uh movie he played a part in? No. He was in the first Tim Burton Batman movie because remember really? he, he said he was the one that said uh, Miss Vale, if you want to take a picture of me naked, you need an extra long lens. He was that Hey-o. he was that he was that guy, but he actually starts it off. So, so they actually start off with people from like all over the DC universes. Each one from like a different "quote unquote" world. So Burt Ward is plays like older version of Robin. Uh, Tom Welling and Erica Durance from Lois and Clark show up. Uh, from the streaming show Titans, uh, Alan Richardson, who's uh, who's Hawk, and Curran Walters, who's Jason Todd, or Robin, or Nightwing, or whatever. Um, he shows up. There's the uh, Will Wheaton, actually, is in it. That's not really a Will. cameo. Not really a cameo. Uh, Kevin Conroy, who was always the voice of Batman for us, based on the cartoon and the video games, actually shows up as an old Bruce Wayne. We had, uh, you know, uh, let's see Jonah Hex shows up, Jonathan Shayak. Uh, there was I forgot that there was a Birds of Prey TV show in 2003 and 2004. Uh, one of the characters from that, Ashley Scott played the Huntress. Uh, here's where it gets really interesting, though. Uh, Black Lightning from the show Black Lightning, of course, he showed up, had a major part. But at one point, they go to a club to ask some information and to get some some information, and who opens the door? But Lucifer. From the TV show Lucifer. <laughs> oh, really? It was actually him. I was like, I saw him and I was like, I'm like, oh, that's cool. He's they got him to play a part. And then I was like, oh crap, I forgot Lucifer's a DC character. So yeah, Lucifer's in it. Uh Matt Ryan shows up as Constantine, which is kind of how that The quarterback
1: happens. from the Atlanta Falcons.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh Brandon Routh, who is on the shows as the Adam, he re he was he played Superman and he was in that one Superman movie. Uh, even Ezra Miller, who's the most recent flash in the DC universe movies showed up just last night, actually. And it was, and even kind of made fun of like his own costume. He was like, he looked at the new flashes, the TV show flashes costume. He's like, wow, that looks a lot more breathable and like a lot more comfortable than what I'm wearing, which a lot of people said that when his costume first came out, So he kind of did that, like that thing he does where he like, like kind of vibrates in to the scene like they did. In, uh was it Batman vs Superman or whatever movie that was? uh it was so there's just a bunch of different cameos it was really fun and if you get a chance to watch all of them i'm sure they're all on various streaming things um you'll you'll have to jump around through different shows but even if you don't watch those shows you'll understand what's going on so i highly suggest checking out crisis on infinite earth it was just a blast to watch can i really really fun
1: yeah that's cool can i jump up jump up and get down
0: you can Why are we getting jumping up, jumping up and get down?
1: Because you said I'm gonna have to jump around.
0: Uh, uh, House of Pain was not a cameo. Thank you, sir. In the show, although that would be awesome, though I'd be okay with that. But yeah, I totally i I was very excited about the about Lucifer showing up because I watched that show over like the fall and this and last summer, so I would have had no idea who he was otherwise. But anyway, so that. Is Crisis on Infinite Earths. And now, for something far more ridiculous.
1: Yeah, thank you, Greg.
2: Excellent. Excellent. So, it was my turn to pick a movie for this week. Yeah, it was. And I went with a 1984 classic, Ice Pirates. Yeah, I mean, that's... fine classic.
1: Yeah. It's, a. Uh... Uh, I mean, I guess you could call it that.
2: You shut your mouth. It was excellent. I, lo- I loved this movie as a kid, I gotta tell you. But it was released on March 16th, 1984. was directed by Stuart Raffle, And it starred the likes of Robert Urich, Mary Crosby, which I think I've heard a couple of people refer to the fact that this movie actually killed Mary Crosby's career. <laughs> but it also had Michael D. Roberts, Angelica Houston whom I forgot was in this movie, along with, surprise, Ron Perlman.
0: You're leaving out the most ridiculous, uh, there's two ridiculous people on this cast. Bruce Valanche.
2: Yes. Also John Matuzak and John Paradine.
0: Yep. Yeah, that's John Matuszak. Uh, one of his last roles other than Sloth, before he died. So, So this movie might have killed him as well. So fun. Or large amounts of steroids when he played football. That's also possible.
2: It's just such a fun movie, though.
0: Um, the, The synopsis of
2: it is, In a distant future, scarce of water, space pirates get caught after stealing ice from a spaceship. They are sold to a princess looking for her dad. He might have found a planet abundant with water. And that's kind of all you get. And it's... It's totally like a swashbuckling movie, even though it's set in space. And somebody pointed out, I didn't even notice, but somebody pointed out that everybody in the movie carries blasters, but nobody uses them. Everybody uses
0: swords. (laughs) It's like, what? Yeah, and everyone in the movie, at least a large amount of people in the movie, wear uh, chainmail on their heads.
1: Yeah. At some point, the uh, the heroes of this movie, I guess, they did use their blasters and they didn't you might say nobody used them because they, they didn't really produce anything they just kind of went wee 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 woo wee 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 woo yeah
0: yeah it, there was probably some some cost issues with that so uh, my first thoughts we we usually do like our first thoughts here mm-hmm. um i remember seeing this movie on those Displays at the front of Publix when when grocery okay. stores would rent out movies and they would have like yeah. the cardboard box and the little plastic thing. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing it there and being it was one of those movies I was fascinated with. It was that one, Megaforce, which you got to watch someday, and Defcon, whatever that movie was, with like a skeleton looking astronaut mm-hmm. on the cover. Mm-hmm. These were the three that I was like fascinated with, um, and I may or may not have seen this, but if i did i was a kid and didn't understand that they were being that it was a comedy okay which made it Oh this significantly-
2: was a comedy it was totally a comedy
0: yeah okay the first scene you see is a, them breaking into a bathroom the pooping farting alien yeah
1: <laughs> i forgot about that
0: And then he clubs him on the head and just knocks him
2: unconscious, sitting on the toilet.
0: And he just lets out a long, (laughs) yeah. This movie made some very bold predictions about exactly how aliens poop, though. I'm just saying, we we don't know that aliens poop out of their butts. What if they had like a I don't know, like a stomach cloaca or like a forehead rectum or something? Like this, they use toilets that look just like our toilets. Just saying. That was a human ship, so whatever. Uh The wardrobe of this movie was interesting.
1: Yeah, let me go ahead and give you my initial oh, thoughts, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. uh for this movie. Um Holy shit, this sucks.
2: Shut <laughs> your mouth.
1: This movie was terrible.
2: This movie's excellent. Mm. You don't know what you're talking about.
1: Yeah, obviously. Mr. Robo-Vampire, sure. shut your mouth. The robots in Robo-Vampire were better fucking robots than they were in this movie not even close
2: not even close you are so wrong garbage
1: absolute trash hated this
2: nope. movie i will be sure to pick another one then. they
1: were zero i'm gonna
2: pick ice pirates 2 for my next one sure don't that's, that's fine a, i don't think that's a thing
1: uh that's, that's totally so fine right? nothing about these characters was likable and at the end of this movie i was like uh, nothing happened
0: I'm trying to find, think of a likable character. Mm. Uh,
1: the little robot that knew kung fu, maybe.
0: Yeah, the old guy in the desert. He was. It was trying was, to hit the prairie dogs. Yeah, he was kind of likable, even unless you were a prairie dog. What is it with eighties movies hating prairie dogs and gophers and shit? Was that like a really I, a problem? That much of a problem in the eighties? I don't know. Obviously.
2: Buford, yeah. the 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 sassy robot. What about the robot who committed suicide?
0: <laughs> sort of likable. I mean, there is the uh, oh, the guy that was like fixing the robots. He was likable. Yeah, but, I liked I think, him. Yeah. the The main character, I don't know. Not likable at all.
1: No. Within the first couple of minutes of the movie, they break onto the ship. Um, if we're if we're getting right into it, they break onto the ship. And there is, uh, for some reason, a princess is being transported in stasis on this ice cargo ship. And mm-hmm. on their way out or right before they get to the kind of cargo hold to steal the precious bounty of ice, um, Jason walks in, lifts the uh, like chamber cover, looks down the princess's blouse. And
2: well, he attempts to, he, he gets interrupted before he does it.
0: He does got a, pretty close attempt attempted sexual assault, right? Or yeah. So raped.
1: attempted. And then he's interrupted the character breaks in, comes in and says, Hey man, we don't have time for this. And he says, what about raping and pillaging? <laughs> and well, pirates. Like, wow. Come on, they're pirates. Okay. That
0: doesn't there make it. A way right. be, there is a way to be a scoundrel and still have some sort of code. Yeah. So it doesn't
1: mean it's okay.
0: <laughs> re- reading through my notes, because one, speaking of, of uh, wardrobe, which I do well, want to get to in a second.
2: Are you, are you effing serious? You could say that about any, being a vampire doesn't make it okay to kill people, but we don't complain about that when we watch those movies. Okay, so there's,
1: there's, so there's Robo Vampire, which is a bad movie, right? This is a bad movie that thought it was a good movie in my opinion
2: no it, I I disagree I don't think it thought it was a good movie I think it knew it was totally hokey and it went for it
0: yeah I think it was that because it was supposed to be a serious movie and then they decided right before they made it to make it to cut the budget by like 20 or 30 million dollars and make and make it a comedy
1: yeah a yeah, comedy okay
0: so yeah they my my notes just going through here I was basically like I, I literally wrote, "Hey hero, let's be a little less rapey now, okay?" <laughs> and um, that the robots in this thing really looked like something that you would be able to buy from uh, like a 1985 Radio Shack catalog for like Christmas. All of the robots they were they going to ship like, you
1: a person in a robot costume?
0: No, the like the little like white helper robot, the little like well, the little trash no. robot, and then there was the it little was like, like
1: mommy, baby, mommy, yeah, baby. That, that.
0: <laughs> That was
1: disturbing. Or there was the one robot that was like, hey,
0: get in my car,
1: we'll go look at some boobies. Yeah, the pimp bot. The pimp
0: bot. (laughs) The pimp bot.
2: (laughs) Hey, blood.
0: The racially insensitive pimp bot, yeah. (laughs) There are certain things that showed up in, like, every 80s movie that, like, we've never run into as, like, on a daily basis, like, and this, well, gophers, uh, pimps. I've never run into a pimp.
2: And this movie was rated PG.
0: I did. I watched. I watched this movie at work with the uh, the captioning on uh, until certain points when they're speaking of n words until certain points when it was spelled out on the screen and I'm like, I had people behind me. I'm like, oh, not watching. Whoops. Yeah. So. Let, let let's move on here the yeah the the hero was not likable no by, i i liked him
1: he was like a dirtier uh han solo without any of the charm which is probably why i and it's probably what they were going for was a whole han solo type character
0: well you could tell the three movies that guided this movie
1: i don't know what movies
0: well star wars obviously
1: yeah mm-hmm. uh mad max uh, mad
0: max Obviously, and then any number of barbarian movies that became popular, which is probably which You're other like, than fuck budget.
1: It, Let's follow, put all three of them together,
0: yeah. Like, yeah, that's, that's essentially what they did, yeah. Which is not too far off. What was that, uh, from your or to, your Yeah, your I almost said tour. That's was not it. what
1: <laughs> you combined two <laughs> movies there, sir. I did, uh, two barbarian movies, one good, one not too so good.
0: The the princess's spaceship I noticed the lighting design in her little room what, did look like it was done by IKEA. It was it was very <laughs> it was very nice. They all had the kinda of like nice wall washes. I, I think much much of the budget went to the lighting of the princess's room. Possibly did the gophers.
1: None of it went oh, to the
0: Don't forget the space herpes. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Oh I cannot forget the space herpes. None of
1: the lighting budget went to the battle scenes. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Which are seizure inducing? That
0: was interesting, and I that,
1: that film was, should come with a warning.
0: That last part where the with a time travel battle sequence, well, we have to talk about that later because, well, we'll just get to that. Uh, I do kind of want to talk about the uh, Liberace Day Spa that they all end up at <laughs> with all the Amazon women. That one. Yeah, so and I was like,
2: "Where the hell did these come from?"
0: So, so our pirates, they went, they went after what was supposed to be just kind of like an ice cruiser thing, but it turned out it was also shipping a princess, as Jimmy said. So they ended up getting caught, and they get sent to this very elaborate machine that basically shaves them and puts them in wigs and tight it's, white spandex.
2: Is supposed to castrate them, but it's the supposed to castrate them. Yeah, and it's got this little metal jaw thing with like giant like, teeth, like trap jaw in He-Man. Yeah, Man. that that basically just drops down between their legs, and it's supposed to just bite their shit off.
1: Is that it's what like trap, trap, trap jaw from He-Man was?
2: Oh my god! Yeah, that's kind of what his mouth looked like. Yeah, yeah.
1: Didn't you have the toy that came
0: with the little like detachable penis? That's a good song, <laughs> King Missile. That's a good song. Yeah, that song's hard to find. That's what she said. Detachable penis. Anyway. Tis what uh, she
1: proclaimed.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, this thing's supposed to happen, and then the next shot is the the, the quote-unquote heroes wearing white spandex, talking about how it's, it's riding up or it's too clingy or something like that, and white curly wigs, and they all look like Liberace, basically.
2: They're supposed to be eunuchs at this point.
0: Yes. And they're supposed to not pay attention to women. Yeah. But they do. Uh... <laughs> So the princess, after saving them, decides to buy them uh, to be to be slaves. Uh, and uh, then there's some sort of uh, dance video, sparkly dance video
1: montage time. Yeah, like uh it was like a, it was a dead or alive music video. Mm-hmm. Um, just what even? What was that, Rob? <laughs> It was it was the
2: 80s. It was time for a music video. It was
1: it was something, man. It was, it was 1984 and I I feel like this movie was or maybe the director was very confused and wasn't quite sure that disco was dead at this point because it had a very disco feel to it. It it didn't really feel new wave to me. I mean, I was they were, yeah, they
2: they were at a party and yeah. I th- I think they were just trying to do the whole party thing and that was how yeah. they got her mm. away to join with with the Ice Pirates or whatever and
1: or something. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm.
2: Every every 80s movie has like some kind of like dance scene somewhere.
0: Yeah. Also, if you look closely at the face of the one uh the one black pirate when the old lady is like, "Yes, I'll take the black one." He will make a fine slave. He looks visibly angry and not because he's acting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I don't entirely blame him. Be like, I'll take that one. The Jew. He'll make a fine accountant. I think I would probably not be able to like act okay. Mm-hmm. Also, I would not make a good, very, a very good accountant. But besides that, uh, I thought that was like, <laughs> I was like, wait a second. Did he really like cringe? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, he did. Uh, for this, this party, everyone had to, uh, check their robots at a, a robot checking station, which I thought was actually, I kind of giggled at that. I don't know why.
1: I'll tell you the, they had the part. That, yeah. They had masks that they like those little masquerade masks that you hold over your face. But when mm-hmm. they pulled them away,
2: they had painted masks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, 80s, we love Yeah, you.
1: we'll get to the part that actually genuinely made me chuckle. Um, but that's not towards. So they do
0: that. The uh, this is, uh, I actually had a question about this, and I'm, Rob will probably know this better than I I did. They do that like weird, there's that point where there's like a chase scene
2: mm-hmm.
0: where like, I guess someone's like being dragged behind something or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they speed up the film. Like you can tell they speed up the film and it's a little, a little more comedic or whatever. Like they did that a lot in 80s movies, right? Because I've seen that before, but I couldn't remember what movie I've seen that in. Like, like chasing through corridors just like that, where everything is sped up just a little bit. Uh, Benny Hill? <laughs> well, yeah, I know they did it in Benny Hill, but like they did it in like serious movies. I'm I possibly like an Austin Powers movie.
1: I feel like they did that a lot in older, like, older, older movies, like Chariot Races and, and stuff oh, like that.
0: Oh! Oh!
2: I know one that they did it in. It was... um. Um, did you ever see the Gene Wilder, Gilda Radner movie, Haunted Honeymoon?
0: A long time ago, but yes.
2: They definitely did it in that one because they did it as they were introducing the other
0: guests. Oh, okay. Yeah, I definitely was like, that seemed very familiar. I'm like, oh, I haven't seen that in a long time unless it was like a naked gun kind of spoof type movie. But right after that chase scene, of course, that's, hmm, we should do Haunted Honeymoon someday. We should.
1: Well, I'm 100% October. fine with that. Uh, uh no, I've seen some Gene Wilder, Wilder films though and Gilda Radner always funny. So that sounds like a good time.
0: That's when the uh the baby robot gets run over or the mommy robot or whatever.
1: Yes. Mommy,
2: baby, mommy.
0: So disturbing. <laughs> This fucking movie. And soon, and as I was recovering from that, that's when PimpBot shines up. Or shows up. <laughs> hey, blood. Um, the robot actually has chain, chains on him and is covered in <laughs> in sequins oh, and has the hat. It has a screen on his chest, but it actually has like a stripper dancing on it.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: And then soon there ridiculous. Soon thereafter, the garbage robot shows up and like asks for some garbage, they throw it away, and his little tongue comes out, and it's like, Uh, no, 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 I don't want to see that. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
2: Super great. So, Jimmy, what was the one part that made you laugh? Uh,
1: (laughs) Oh. Old Ron Perlman. Uh, This is going to be getting into the very end of the film, so. Okay. um, I'm sure there's, there's more to talk about between now and then, but the uh they they kind of swing off of something and land and Ron Perlman says, I'm getting too old for this. And just the the makeup and the hair and the, the wigs and everything we're wearing were just so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It was it was funny.
2: Yeah. Michael D. Robert. how about Michael D. Roberts character wearing that giant afro wig? <laughs> I was like, oh my god they uh they're trying to get away from the from the bad guys in the in the film the the space templars <laughs> and they they, tra- they track them down and they go through this time vortex where where like every second is like a day or something oh God. and and so it there's like four- faster
1: and faster yeah
2: yeah there's like portions of it where they like speed walk and then they slow down and then they speed up again and then they slow down and like time passes super quickly and the the characters all just start aging really quickly and then at the end <laughs> At the end, did you see Robert Urich plays his own son?
1: Yeah, yeah. I was. Like, <laughs> I
2: was like, "Oh my god!"
1: He swings in, and I'm like, "Okay, I know who that is. It's it's the baby, you know." Mm-hmm. Because this whole, I I, I saw. It, I've never seen this, never even heard of it. And when they bring the baby out, it's, it accelerated so quickly, and then the guy swings in. And he's obviously younger than everyone. I go, "That's the kid." Hmm but yeah he was played by the main character by Jason and just put my head down it's just like oh my god are you kidding me that that was pretty pretty funny i mean i it, i know i'm really ragging on it but it it was it was so so bad it was almost good um whereas it, it robo is, vampire is just a bad bad movie It's bad and it, it, and So I, I never got to actually
2: read my initial thoughts. I mean, my, my initial thoughts on the movie was that, A, it was super hokey, yet I found it totally fun.
1: Yeah, it, It's <laughs> one of, go ahead. I was just going to say they could have at least got – they probably didn't care, but they could have at least got people who could do the robot to dress as the robots because these people were just like, hey, here's this dance move called the robot. And they were like, oh, okay. Like. <laughs>
2: I fucking walked around. Stupid. Oh, man. oh my God. The one
1: kept kicking everybody. Yeah. Those...
2: Yeah. And, oh, and then when they sent the one, the, the robots in there to fight the robot that was so significantly more powerful than they were, <laughs> and they, they killed it. And then the one that got damaged came up afterwards. It was like,
0: for those of you at home, not watching this on a screen, Rob is frantically and robotically pretending to beat up a dead robot.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I totally am.
0: When Rob's hand is moving up and down that vigorously in front of a computer screen, I'm usually nervous. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, at least he's be. talking about robots.
2: Yeah. One, one of the scenes I definitely remembered from when I was a kid was the time warp scene. And I, and looking back on it, I think it was funny that I understood the whole time warp thing, mm-hmm. but didn't get things like the space harpies.
1: Yeah, they, they were, <laughs> there were a lot and I, of – like when you said it was PG, I said, are you kidding me? your yeah. standard is yep. that much different back then.
0: Uh, PG-13 didn't exist until a couple years later. Mm. so And pg and, just meant parental guidance.
2: I think the reason I didn't really understand space herpes was probably because it sounded a lot like Harpy, space harpy. Uh, and I was familiar yeah. with Harpy from things like The Last Unicorn. So mm. that's, I think that's what I heard. <laughs> so, but yeah, as a kid, I loved the movie. <laughs> I know what the Jimmy wants to say. <laughs> the robots were ridiculous, but... But there's definitely a lot of adult elements.
1: Yeah, there were fucking unicorns too. For some reason. A unicorn impaled a robot with its horn and it broke off.
0: There was a naked parrot in this movie.
1: <laughs> there was! There
2: was!
0: And I... Like they plucked the
2: parrot from the
0: movie. There was, what was weird is there was a naked parrot uh, and a furry pig.
1: That little was that a little pig?
0: Those little tiny pigs, yeah, oh, yeah. tiny brown pigs. There's they're like, cute oh, as hell. There was a
1: donkey. I was like yeah, chopping stuff out. for dinner, and I looked up, and there was just a donkey, mm-hmm. a little tiny pig, and then a unicorn. And I was just like, "Whoa, this is like it, this is like a a fever dream." Like <laughs>
2: Jimmy's like, "What the fuck happened?" I looked away, I looked
1: away for, for a minute. I looked away to chop some radishes and and a cucumber for my. My HelloFresh meal that I received, where you can get a discount by using the code give me. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, I looked it up there yet. and I was like, what the fuck? I mean, and then there were a bunch of Amazons, yeah. and then what's his name? The guy with the glasses? Bruce Valanche was in it.
0: Yeah, Bruce Valanche yeah. was in it and like lost his own head. Yeah. His head got chopped off.
2: Oh, no, his his head was already. It, it somehow they like just connected it to other bodies. His head was already detached at some yeah. point. And he like, was someone
0: carrying around oh, a bad man. model of his head. Yeah, so funny. And Bruce Valanche, who you probably know, is the uh, large gay, large gay Jewish man that writes a lot of like one-liners for various like uh, award
1: shows and stuff. Yeah, Bruce Valanche and- is not an actor. <laughs> He, he, but he was in this, he He was in this movie. Did you guys notice when they would zoom in on his face and he's sitting up there in his throne or whatever, zoom in on his face and he, he was just doing his lines and he'd just kind of be like, yeah, so I I was doing this and I can't even do it the way he was, but he was just kind of like looking off.
0: That's because you uh, didn't do any cocaine before he recorded this. Oh
1: yeah, I guess so. Dude's eyes were just doing some weird stuff, and he doesn't have an eye thing. He wears glasses. He had those, those, those. They, they could have like decorated his glasses or something. But I don't know, and they look like they came right out of a department store. Which, yeah, a s- not a space
0: department store. Either. Yeah, no,
1: <laughs> like a right aid no. on Earth. Yeah,
0: there was a uh, very. Star Trek esque holographic sex scene? Yeah, in the passion chamber. <laughs> the passion chamber. Which, yeah, which was led by a cassette tape.
1: Passion storm. Passion storm. Passion storm. Yeah, that's the name of this episode.
0: <laughs> With our hero, yeah, I can do that. And either that or A.B. is a douchebag. <laughs> I don't want. Uh-huh. He would actually tweet about that. Nick, oh, these guys. Oh no yeah. we might get more listens. i don't i don't need I don't need to explain to my neighbors why Antonio Brown is screaming at the police on the front yard of my in my front yard
1: hopefully you did see that the Hollywood pd did sever ties with him oh and yeah, his yeah charitable contributions they were like nope you can have him back
0: anyway yeah then it sort of it warps to well we kind of jumped to the the final battle here mm-hmm. one of the things for me was there was watching that arrow crisis thing. There was a whole section where like arrow was trapped in the speed force mm-hmm. and was, they were kind of bouncing around. Like it's a whole story, but they were basically bouncing around between past fights that he had been in. And they kept on time jumping in that exactly the same way they time jumped in this movie. And it oh, was, ex- really? it was extraordinarily confusing. Like having like watched this movie and then 15 minutes later, I'm seeing the exact same type of edits that they, they except in the Arrow episode, they actually changed the tone of the screen to like black and white or sepia tone or whatever, so you knew that it was different time zones. Uh, take that, Witcher. Hmm. That was the uh, that that sequence was a little interesting. Uh, then it, for a little while, it becomes Mad Max.
2: Yeah, I thought you just went yeah, like that nowhere part. with with a frog lady who's very interested in Jason,
1: who mm-hmm. talked. It was like they had Bruce Valance do her voice as well. <laughs> poor frog
0: lady that woman i don't know who that woman was but she was probably some like classic like 1940s actress
1: and was like well this will be my last role i will take a space opera <laughs> space opera <laughs> there it is it's a 1984 space opera it's a best way of putting it like here, put on this frog costume that they bought at like spirit halloween
0: store
2: <laughs> how do you like my blouse
1: <laughs> I need to ask you a personal question it just sounds like Bruce Valance whenever I do it now
0: now I, I did have to write one thing down here uh, uh-huh. I did write Rob picks movies with inappropriately dressed barbarian women
2: mm.
0: that's just a I, fact
2: I do <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a that's just a fact that's nothing uh, else So do you, do you want some budget information guys yeah, I'm very curious about this. So. Uh the budget was nine million dollars. Uh-huh. Okay. It opened to, to four point three five million dollars March 18th, nineteen
2: eighty-four. So it made almost half of its budget back in opening. Yeah, it, it yeah.
0: did it did gross fourteen point two five million dollars.
1: Alright, uh, so it's which a win. is
0: both in the US and in the world. Apparently <laughs> apparently other countries did not want to get a piece of the ice pirates. Um they don't know what they're missing. One out. of the I things I thought not. was interesting was, I usually don't catch this stuff, but this is actually big on a lot of 80s movies. The sound quality always sucks on mm-hmm. loud things. They always use that same gunshot sound that very clearly is in an echoey room, even when they're out in like a field or something. Mm-hmm. I've, I've mentioned that before, but uh, according to a crew member, the entire sound team was fired in the middle of the production and they just replaced them and never explained it. Like everyone was fired.
1: All right. So
0: I did notice the sound was a little messed up. Uh, and uh, they did use props, to save money they used a bunch of props from Logan's Run Uh, you can see that so the the car and hovercraft from Logan's Run, which was a movie from 1977, the domed cities that they used, and the pimp's vehicle and Zorn's vehicle were also uh, uh, reused from Logan's Run so that's how they were able to cut back on budget
2: Nice. yeah Interesting little tidbit, there was a much more prominent actor who actually turned down the role of the lead character, Jason, and that was a one Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner was approached about this movie, and he said, nope,
0: no thanks, and he wasn't a big star yet.
1: Yeah, but he said yes to Waterworld.
0: Yeah. You shut your whore mouth, Waterworld is genius. No. No.
1: That's a bad movie, Craig. He drank his own pee. Who hasn't?
0: <laughs> Touche! <laughs> Am I editing that out? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no!
2: you are not.
0: <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, Rob asked the questions. All right. So You sounded like Frog Lady there.
1: Yeah. All <laughs> right.
0: Or Matthew Better than I. my
1: Bruce Valanche for everything. So, in honor, I'm a space pirate.
2: In honor of the cameos galore in Crisis Infinite Earths and also the surprise roles that I completely forgot about from Angelica Houston and Ron
0: Perlman yeah. wrong, in Ice Pirates. Excellent segue, but wrong question. Well, Should they remake this movie?
1: Oh. <laughs> well, I, look! I, I, We're on the same page, Rob. I was just moving on to the question. Should, okay, so
2: should they... Re- would this movie benefit from a remake?
1: Jimmy? No. Why mess with a classic?
2: <laughs> I love I'm that I hurted you by the end of the show. I
1: oh, don't know. I thought it was great to begin with.
0: He has an, I, he's actually showing me his Ice Pirates tattoo. It's right on his chest. Uh, me? No, because...
1: I, I'm going to get one of those, like... Salt Life stickers or something.
0: Ice Life. Ice, Ice life. life. I kind of want that to be a shirt. It's like a, a random picture of like something from Ice Pirates and Ice Life.
1: I'm going to look at the logo and see how hard that would be. You yeah, go we, might
0: have, we might have new shirt, people. Uh, yeah, funny. I don't think they should. But here's the deal. If you think... So I mentioned that this movie was supposed to not be a comedy. It was supposed to be serious. And then it became a comedy. Mm-hmm. Last episode, I talked about The Expanse. This... The Expanse is basically a well-written, well-produced version of this kind of story. Okay. So if you're like, that was kind of a cool world. I wish they, I enjoyed the funny aspect of it. I kind of would like to see if it was more of a serious version of it. Uh, check out The Expanse. So I would say don't remake it. But if you kind of like parts of it, I highly suggest watching The Expanse. So that's my take, Rob.
2: Should they remake this movie? Probably not. This movie belongs firmly in the 80s where it was where it was invented. So, <clears throat> would it would it benefit? I mean, they could do some cooler things, they could do some better special effects, but I mean, in a movie that's hokey like this, do you really need better special effects? No. Not really. No. Th- this movie doesn't doesn't need a remake, shouldn't get a remake. So,
0: leave it as it is. Mm-hmm. As a treasure of the eighties. Treasure. If you want sci-fi, if you white want sci-fi uh, comedy, it has gotten increasingly better. You know, Spaceballs, Galaxy Quest. You can kind of move from this movie on. Yeah.
2: And I could I could definitely recommend going from this movie to a movie like Spaceballs. They're mm-hmm. they're kind of in the same genre, and Spaceballs is even a little bit it, not a little bit. Spaceballs is even more funny.
0: So mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, Rob now ask the question question.
2: All right. So, as we were talking in in honor of the Crisis on Infinite Earths was all of the cameos and the surprise roles from Angelica Houston and Ron Perlman, who I forgot were, who I forgot both were in this movie. Our question is going to be WTF early roles of big celebrities. Or celebrities or roles that were like, oh, my God, so-and-so is in this.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, And I'll go ahead and and set the tone. I do have an honorable mention uh, simply because it was a a movie that I didn't discover until this person was, you know, way famous. I'm talking about the the, – first trilogy, the newer trilogy of Star Wars, uh, Natalie Portman um, was in Leon the Professional. Mm -hmm. I remember saying, is that? It's like tiny Natalie Portman. So, that's one. Uh, My number five is going to be Courtney Cox in Masters of the Universe and the video Shartan in the Dark by Bruce Springsteen. Uh, Yeah, never mind. Yeah. Um, so you can watch the ridiculous dance that they do in that. And uh, Masters of the Universe, we covered number four, Matthew McConaughey and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation.
0: Wasn't uh, uh, there's was someone else in that, too? Uh, 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 Jerry Maguire, chick.
1: Yes. Geraldine like she- Maguire.
0: No, always looks like she's crying. Uh, Rob, you got to know this one. Uh, over. Rene's, Rene's over, Rene's over
1: uh, another honorable mention that you uh, just kind of kind of shook loose for me. Jennifer Aniston in Leprechaun oh, God. Um, is, mm-hmm. is, a, is a good one. Uh, my number three, guys. Do you know who Stephanie Geminata is? I do. You do, Rob. Do you I'm, know who Stephanie I do not. is I am
0: Gaga for her. Not offhand.
1: Yeah, you would be. That is Lady Gaga. She oh, appeared on a, a reality television show on MTV called Boiling Point uh, before she was the a ferocious four foot eleven Lady Gaga herself. Or is she five one? Anyway, uh, number two is going to be Ron Perlman, Ice Pirates, the movie that we talked about this evening. And my number one, looking back, holy crap, they were actually in that. Yes, Brad Pitt was in. The episode 9 from season 4 episode entitled King of the Road, Tales from the Crypt. It's a very, very good one if mm-hmm. you haven't seen it. Excellent.
0: Thanks. So, you. I my very first one that I wrote down, it was my number one, and I was wrong. <laughs> my first one was Leonardo DiCaprio in the Madonna Open Your Heart video, except he was not actually in the Open Your Heart video. It's just a kid that looks a lot like him, and that was a urban legend he was however a background character in roseanne it's true
1: he was also in critters 3 yep (sighs) and the basketball diaries
0: yep well that great movie that everyone knew he was in but uh critters 3 i don't think he actually they never put him on screen
1: they knew he was in but has everyone seen that no they should there was my phone
0: because they uh, they just he just talked about this. He was he shot in a Smart and Final, and his scenes did not actually make it into the film, I don't believe, unless they did a, a director's cut of Critters 3 out there somewhere. So that's, no. Uh, so I'm going to go with, and I'm probably going to get yelled at by one of you people, but uh, Maynard, the lead singer of Tool, uh, was first heard as the not by the hair of my chinny chin chin. now Tool would release music before then. Well, I guess the, the, the first album came out, not the... the um, the second album, which was the one that really but blew that up. That was,
1: oh, holy crap. That was Maynard. Yeah. Yeah. I, he I was the,
0: it. not
2: by the hair of my chinny chin chin.
0: He did I what? Do it. Yeah, that. Say it again? Uh, I can't. My my throat will never work again. Uh, I did not realize that Paul Rudd was Tommy Doyle in Halloween 6.
1: Is that how you tore that thing in your throat the first time? That was no, sneezing. Not was, how he
0: tore it. That was sneezing, being old, and Diddy. also uh, Felicia with Rob, apparently. <laughs> Is what he's hinting at?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> there you have it, folks. <laughs> wow! Well, that's what he's you're hinting at. I mean,
2: I, I totally was, but
0: yeah, okay. Know. So anyway, Paul Rudd, Tommy Doyle, Halloween Six, Curse of Michael Myers. I was unaware that that was him because I haven't seen that movie in a little while. Uh, I'm going to go with my number three because uh, I this one isn't too crazy, but Brian Cranston as Dr. Watley in Seinfeld. Uh, specifically The Strike because I just watched that on Christmas Day that is the one with Festivus for the rest of us and that was of course Brian Cranston pre-Breaking Bad and all of the other awesome roles he takes Alanis Morissette who was in fact the Alanis on You Can't Do That on Television a show that I was not allowed to watch when I was a kid the only show I was not allowed to watch
1: Really, that's funny yeah, I watched my,
0: par- my parents did not like the way they treated adults like idiots and that was the only thing I was not allowed to watch Huh. Um and number one, I'm gonna go with Lawrence Fishburne as Cowboy Curtis on the Pee Wee Herman oh, yeah. show. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's, great. yeah, because yeah. I still don't believe that. Like, yeah, I still don't believe that. Nice.
2: Well, I got a, I got a couple here. Um, I do have an honorable mention, but my and I'm changing my list up because you guys got a couple of them, but. My, my honorable mention does not go to an actor. My honorable mention goes to a show. And that show is going to be Law & Order. Because they have, they, they've been running for a long time and they've had so many stars do guest shots on the show, like when they were young. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you had a young Bradley Cooper, you had a young Viola Davis, you had a young Zoe Saldana, Elle Fanning, Kate Mara. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. There have been so many people who have cycled through that show. So I'm going to go ahead and give an honorable mention to Law & Order. Nice. At, at my number five, I'm probably going to throw in Jessica Alba, who actually was a bully in the secret world of Alex Mack. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. So Jessica Alba at number five Mm -hmm. at number four, I'm going to do Angela Bassett. She was the flight attendant in kindergarten cop.
1: Oh, wow. Wow. That's really funny.
2: Yeah. I was like, Oh, what? So Angela Bassett, number four,
1: (laughs) suddenly you sound like one of the eunuchs from ice pirates.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it feels great. (laughs) At number four, I'm going to put, or number three, I'm sorry. Number three, I'm going to put Ron Perlman from Ice Pirates. Yes. Because that was, that was the one that surprised me the most.
1: I was like, oh my because,
2: God. Yeah, because oh, okay. I remembered Angela or Angelica Houston. I remembered her being in this movie. I was like, oh, that's right. She's the sword lady. I totally forgot about Ron Perlman. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, that's Ron Perlman. <laughs> so Ron Perlman's at number three. At number two, I, you, I know you guys didn't mention it. Everybody knows that he's in it. But I've got to do George Clooney in Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Mm, it's good. like the first time I saw Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, I'm like, God, that, that looks like George Clooney. Holy shit, it is George Clooney. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: So George Clooney in Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. And my number one, which I didn't even know about, I, I just found out. Is Elijah Wood? Oh, like super
0: young Elijah Wood.
2: Super young Elijah Wood, playing the little kid from Back to the Future Two in the soda shop, who was like, "Oh, you mean you got to use your hands? That's baby stuff." <laughs> I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, so Elijah Wood, number one.
0: Very good list. There was a the one person that popped up a lot was Jack Black. Mm-hmm. Like uh, when I was looking this stuff up, like
1: yeah, uh, commercial, he,
0: he was he was in a commercial for Pitfall, wearing and dressed up as like in like jungle clothes, which is funny considering Jumanji, which I yeah. saw last night. But he played a thug a lot in like Demolition Man and stuff like that. He played like he basically played his character from Anchorman, where he like throws the dog off the bridge. It's like oh yeah yeah now this is happening. <laughs> he like throws it, but he played it like in in movies like they said for like Demolition Man. Mm-hmm. and uh there's another one too oh oh the never ending story like this part two he was one oh, of the, like uh. the bully kids in 1994 so very weird it's weird because when jack black became famous i'm like i know him from somewhere
2: and then oh and then another honorable mention i had that i came across was uh don cheadle he he was in uh, an episode of fresh prince
0: ah, a very special episode of fresh prince
2: very special
0: okay jimmy take us out of here
1: I will do that, Greg. Thank you. Guys, you can find us by searching for the Give Me Five Podcast on Facebook if you'd like to get in touch with us there. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram under the same handle, Give Me Five Pod. And if you want to email us directly, shoot us a line at give me five podcast at gmail.com. Guys, leave us a review on iTunes or whatever podcast app you are listening to us on. We appreciate it. Uh, it really helps us kind of keep our heads above uh, any other podcast that challenges our Give Me Five Supremacy. Um, no, it helps uh, other people discover us. and, and Take that people Give Me like Six you. podcast. <laughs> give me five. Give me five. Ah, uh, wonderful people like you, Doug, write in, and we will read your uh, lists from you and your lovely wife on the on the air, uh, guys. We do have a website. It is in its infancy right now, but you can get hyped about it because there will be some really cool stuff on there soon. giveme dot com. It will eventually have links and featured items from our store. Which you can get some sweet swag at give me five podcast. threadless.com right now. And I believe Greg is going to talk to you briefly about uh, a lovely little piece of software we use called Squadcast, which isn't even that. really a software, it's just a link. Yeah, Equally, I can do that. Greg.
0: Well, you guys might not realize, but we are not recording from the same location. Again, Mostly due to Rob's uh, restraining order. And flatulence. And flatulence. But mostly his restraining order. And my sharts. Yes. Anyway, the Squadcast people are going to be thrilled about that (laughs) lead-in. So anyway, we are far away from each other. We basically record through a... A... uh, system or a website called yeah. Squadcast. Yeah. Uh, squadcast.fm is where it is. And we are affiliates for Squadcast. So basically, yeah. if you guys decide, if you do a podcast, if you decide to use Squadcast, it's very cool. It's very easy to use. One person sets up a link. it's emails out. You can see each other, which is either a good thing or a bad thing, depending on who your co-hosts are. And pregnant pause. <sighs> okay. Uh You can see what they're doing, so you can like signal to each other and stuff like that. You can send messages. It's very, very easy to use and very, very cool, and it sounds very good when you get the recording. We've actually had some people comment on that as well, that the that the audio quality has gotten really good since we've switched to Squadcast. So, if you're a podcaster, if you are interested in it, feel free to email us, and we'll give you more information about Squadcast, or you can check out um, currently the gimme5.libsyn.com website, and there will be a link to our Squadcast affiliate link and it doesn't cost you any money but it does help us. So, thank you for dealing with that. Uh who hosts next week? Jimmy, you host next week. I am
1: hosting next week and I'm going to make you guys watch robot jocks finally. So, we will be talking about the movie that paved the way for the likes of Pacific Rim uh one an Atlantic am- Rim. and Atlantic Rim. Oh god. <laughs> and uh Mediterranean rim, but you know all those other knockoffs. There actually
0: there there actually is an Atlantic Rim movie. It is not good. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um
0: don't don't forget Greg's rim.
1: Oh. Oh. So guys, if you'd like to, to play along with the podcast, um check out Robot Jocks if you haven't seen it and we will all crash and burn together. Thanks for listening, guys. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night.
2: Well, but it, it, but still, I mean, it sounds like that he was, he was a douchebag beforehand and everybody knew Mm -hmm. it and they were just willing to deal with it because he was talented. And Mm -hmm. there's a, it just, just like with anything, there's a certain point where the level of douchebaggery exceeds your abilities and people just don't want to deal with it anymore.
0: And yet we still deal with Jimmy. Who is apparently not on the podcast anymore. Oh (laughs) shit. He got back. He's very talented. Okay so that's that's my um Florida man of the week I had to talk about that just cuz I was shocked at the stuff he was saying I'm I'm not shocked he's a douchebag yeah